Today on CityCast Salt Lake, tonight at the Salt Lake Acting Company is the Utah premiere of Passing Strange, a Tony Award-winning musical with an all-black cast about one artist's journey of self-discovery around the world. The music ranges from rock to punk, and it is an extraordinary ride. The show is rarely produced, and it's never been produced in Utah, even though it was workshopped here. With me today is LaToya Cameron, a cast member in the show who is also the Salt Lake Acting Company's equity, diversity, and inclusion dramaturg. It's Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. LaToya, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for for being here. Of course. It's great to be with you inside the Salt Lake Acting Company Theater, which is a former church, which is kind of a great place to see Passing Strange. Absolutely. My first question for you is, there is a lot of enthusiasm and buzz around this premiere tonight. Um, Why is it so exciting that Passing Strange is premiering in Utah? Well, what people don't know about Passing Strange, or maybe they will now, um, is that it actually, it's its creative home. So it actually was um, created back in 2004, 2005 at the Sundance Institute Theater Lab. I think that's what they call it. Um, and so before it even hit Broadway, it was here in the mountains getting developed with a lot of, I think, the same actors that actually took that play and followed it up until Broadway um, or, you know, lived on Broadway until it closed. So it has a Utah tie, which... Yeah people don't know about. And I think that's kind of exciting to bring it back to its creative home, you know? Absolutely. Followed it all the way to a Tony Award. Yes. I've won a Tony. And then along with that, Spike Lee saw it on Broadway and was like, no, I need to, we need to record this so people can see what this is. Because it, I mean, people who lived in New York City heard about it and were buzzing about it then, but it wasn't like in the Heights, which was going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't have its um, commercial effect Mm -hmm. like in the Heights did, but it's one of those musicals that changes you Mm -hmm. um, and shakes you and awakens you. So um, I think Spike Lee was like, I got to capture this. So that he got the last three performances on Broadway, filmed it, made a movie, which it actually premiered in at the Sundance Film Festival. So once again, it's like looping We were back. this close. We were so close, <laughs> you know? So now we're home. Yeah. It's home. Why do you think it took so long to get this play produced here? Because we're talking almost 15 years, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting you ask because um, the lead, Carlton Bluford, who plays youth, we became really close because we knew the show. Not a lot of people even knew. They're like, what's Passing Strange? And so we he's an actor, obviously. And we were like, well, what if we like try to pr- like bring it up to other theater companies and see if they'll produce it? And you'll be surprised of how many people were like not interested because they kept saying, which I don't believe, because it's not true, that we don't have the black talent here. Hmm. And I was like... We do. We literally had a list. Yeah. You know, we were showing it to everybody and they're like, we got to bring this here. We got to do the show because it amplifies the black experience that black people do live through here in Utah as well. And unfortunately, um, a lot of the theater companies are run by mostly predominantly white people. 
And um, they just weren't interested in amplifying black voices at the time, to be honest and be, to be real. So we struggled for a long time to get it here. And then now, now 11 years later, because we were doing it back in like whew, 2011, we tried to get it here. Yeah. And now we're in 2022 and Slack decided to bring it here. And here we are. One of the things that I've read in a lot of um, reviews of this play is that it's daring. It's been described as daring. And I'm curious how you feel about A, like that assessment and B, why people call it a daring show. I honestly think it's people call it daring is because uh, it's not your typical musical structure. Hmm. Um, Stu and Heidi, the creators of this um, show, they're actually people in a band. You know, they're rockers, you know. And I don't know exactly what inspired them to want to try doing that in the theater world, but they didn't follow the same structures as other theater like uh, creators did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what what's so daring about it, if I want to put quotations around it, um, is because it's not um, A, B, C, or D. It goes from A, all somewhere in like C, then we're all saying Z. It goes everywhere. And I think that's what's so exciting and liberating about it is because when we are in these like structures of how to tell stories, I think we miss opportunities to be fully creative. Yeah. And I think they were like, no, we, this is what we know how to do. Mm -hmm. And so everything else has to fall in line to how we tell stories through music. Mm -hmm. And I think that like makes people kind of go, oh, what's that? But also go like, what's that? Mm, you know, yeah. it's kind of dope to yeah. explore something new, you know? Yeah. How do you think it's changed the, the genre? over time passing strange, like the genre of musical theater? You know, I think we haven't seen it yet, mm -hmm. to be honest. I think people aren't willing to be daring enough. Um, unfortunately, the theater world has to make money to keep doing what we do is telling stories and sharing it with the community, you know? Um, and without that support, it really does limit um, – what we can do, unfortunately, if we want to get to the greater audience. Um, so I think with where we are in the world where a lot of artists are kind of being like blowing all that stuff to the wind and leaning into what they want to do, um, I think we might see more uh, styles like Passing Strange and people inspired by Passing Strange of what they've done. So I don't know if we've seen it yet or it's so underground that it hasn't risen to the, the surface yet. It's interesting you brought up In the Heights because I recently saw it. Uh, I saw the like movie production of it and it did feel a little bit dated for me. Like I was like, oh, yeah, this is a 20 year old's play. And I wonder, do you feel that Passing Strange because there is a lot of social commentary in the play. Do you feel like it it still holds up because it's been a long time? I absolutely think it does. I think it's timeless. It definitely, it's set in 1970s um, into the 80s. I mean, there's certain um, historical references in there. But to be honest, when I saw it back in 2009 on PBS, I was like, I didn't even catch that it was in the 70s. Hmm. I didn't catch all those things that felt so relevant to what was happening now that it took me years later to be like, oh my gosh, she says 1970, I think 1976. I can't remember right now. But I, I, didn't even pay attention to that because it felt so now. And I think that's what the play is 
it comments on on what is happening now. It's, it's a timeless story. One of the reasons this show, of course, is such a big deal, you spoke about, this is an all-black cast. Mm-hmm. This is a black production in Utah. I have to imagine for a lot of black actors in Utah, most of your career has been spent performing in predominantly white casts for predominantly white audiences. What does it feel like to be part of this cast right now, like in this moment about to premiere this play? Oh, it is honestly, I've said this before. I mean, I believe in magic. Um, as Me too, I'm into it. We're, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, how can it not? I mean, the sun rises and, and the moon, like all these things, you know? It's wild. <laughs> it's great. It's like insane, you know? But um, I want to say it, 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 not only is it magical, but it's honestly revolutionary. And I think it's liberating because as a black artist in this community that is predominantly white, it's so, and I grew up in Utah feeling strange, feeling like I didn't really belong. And I still, in essence, feel that way Um, because I loved rock and roll. I loved punk music. I loved things that were not supposed to be what a black person is supposed to do. And I was like, well, y'all, like black people created rock and roll. Like, I mean, it all goes back to blackness and and excellence and um, being in a room where you are – invited um, and welcomed and supported to be yourself and to bring yourself to these characters and to this creative process has been life-changing because Passing Strange allowed me and other actors who are in this production to see ourselves for the first time and to feel like our existence actually is important Mm -hmm. and that it matters. Mm -hmm. Um, It gave me permission to exist Mm -hmm. and I see in the room when someone actually holds space for us to do that, that it gave us all permission to exist. And that's why it's so important that we're doing this story with a full black cast, with a black director, black assistant director, with a POC band. I mean, you don't get that a lot in Utah. And it's not about trauma. trauma. It's about celebrating black joy. Um, and we need more stories like that. Representation matters and black joy matters. And I think more stories like that need to be told. Well, and to your point about shopping this production around and being told like it would be impossible to pull together this casting crew. How hard was it? It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, we it, when you allow the space to bring in who is supposed to be part of a process, it will happen. It might not be in the time frame that you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen, though, if you just allow it to be open and be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as I've been saying, which is hilarious, but also so true, as Kevin Costner says, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you build it, they will come. And yeah. it, really, it really does happen. Yeah. So it really wasn't that difficult at all. You just provide the space, provide the time. Mm-hmm and let it happen, and it does. So no excuses. I'm so excited to see the show tonight. I have never seen it live. I have seen the Spike Lee movie like a lot of people. I'm curious what you think. What do we learn from like live theater that we don't get from a film? That we all are human. Mm. That we all get to share the same breath, the same air, the same heartbeats, you know? 
in the theater, we have these like really beautiful experiences where we're experiencing a show and we think it's like we individualize it ourselves just because we are individual. Mm-hmm. But you'll be surprised of how many people when we are in the room, how um, synchronized we become. Mm-hmm. And we all respond at the same things. You know, it might not sound the same, but collectively it sounds the same. Mm-hmm. You don't get that in film. You know, you don't get to actually do a call and response much like you are in a concert, you know, a rock concert. Theater kind of now is punk rock, you know, um, where you get to as an audience um, respond to what you're seeing. And that actually feeds the story and the actors to give back. So it's this this uh, reciprocal kind of giving and receiving. And you don't get that in, in film, you know. Yeah. So you get the edit. You get the edit and then you get to your kind of your own thing at home. You're like, I'm crying, but you, you know, you, I'm crying alone. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why am I doing this by myself? You know, in the theater, like no one cares, you know, and you get to cry together. And I think that's really, really beautiful. Or you get to laugh together or you get to pontificate together. You know, yeah. I think it's cool. The buzz of being in a live theater event is just like unparalleled. There's just a little bit of anxiety, like anything could happen, something could happen. Yeah. That's part of what's so exciting about it. Thank you so much for relentlessly making sure this show happens in Utah and in Salt Lake. I'm so excited for it. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. Break a leg. Ah, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You can find tickets to Passing Strange at saltlakeactingcompany.org. They're 30 bucks, and the theater asks that you bring proof of vaccination as well as a mask. The show runs through May 15th, which, in a beautiful coincidence, is LaToya's birthday. A little news before we go. On Tuesday's show, we talked about the proposed quarry in Parley's Canyon, and I already have an update for you this morning. Last night, the Salt Lake County Council voted yes on an ordinance change that blocks new rock mining and extraction in the canyons. This means that the quarry project is a no-go for now. Although Trib reporter Brian Maffley told us the debate could be escalated to a courtroom. More to come on that front. In the meantime, the vote was unanimous, and the county mayor's office says they received more than 1,000 public comments and messages about the ordinance. You love to see it. That's our show today on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.